All right, all right, all right. Good evening, morning, whenever you're listening, everybody. This is David. And this episode, as you've already seen, is called 2020 has killed the Kaiju Apostle podcast or something of that variant. I haven't titled it yet. It's not the future. But no, I uh, I was talking with Chris a little bit and I thought it might be good to announce, well, I guess I already kind of gave it away, but to announce to those who are not following us on Twitter that the podcast is officially ending. This is uh, something that has been in the works for a little while. Um, I know we went on hiatus here recently, and uh, it's just one of those things that we decided that in the midst of doing this hiatus, it just it was time. And there's there's a couple of reasons for that. But to clarify again, I do have Chris's blessing with this. I'm not recording without him because this is his fault we're ending. Um, far from it. Uh, rather just trying to get our schedules to align recently. It's been hard to begin with. So to try to do something like this is just dang near impossible. So I did get his blessing. And that's why it's just me. I apologize. Uh, so yeah, the podcast ending. Um, so a few months back before the hiatus actually started, Chris and I were talking about how, as we kind of discussed previously, um, this year, I mean, this year has been tough for everybody, right? And we'll get into that a little bit more here in a few minutes. But it just is in my own personal life. Um, I think getting on antidepressants was the best thing for me, apart from my daughter being born. That happened to me this year because it really freed up my mental capacities to a point where I'm like, wait a minute, my life is not flourishing right now, right? I'm not being the best person I can be. And a big part of that was just not giving my family the time and attention they deserve. Um, so first of all, you know, I'm very thankful that I do have a family that I enjoy being with. Um, I know for many of us, uh, that's not always a constant, right? Um, many of us don't have good relationships, not just with our with our parents, but maybe even with our spouses right now, right? Maybe this year has uh, dredged up some stuff that we weren't expecting. Um, so I say all that because I'm very grateful and blessed to have that relationship I do with my wife and my children. But again, getting on that medication just really opened my eyes to being like, wow, yeah, I could be doing a lot more. And it's not that the podcast itself was ruining my family. That's not it. But again, like we had talked about previously, part of it was when I met my wife back in 2013, I was doing online school. And until the summer of 2019, I have always been in school, maybe a semester off here and there, right? So with doing the podcast, with watching the movie several times over the course of the week, with reading books to try to get information, which if you've noticed over the course of the show, there's been less and less trivia uh, because of that, right? Um, so whether it's that, uh, you know, just the research going through my commentaries and different books to try to come up with theological ideas. Like it took a, a lot of time. It did. It's not just your typical, hey, let's talk about something podcast, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, it, it took up a lot of time. And wife's like, it feels like you're still in school. And I'm like, oh, 
Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I never considered that. So it was a combination of that. And honestly, we didn't really talk about this before because we weren't really ready to talk about it. But Chris and I were just kind of burned out. It's it's not that we didn't enjoy the movies. Like we've talked about that. Chris actually ended, ended up enjoying those movies a lot more than he thought he would. But again, you know, if it was just kind of like reviewing movies, I don't think we would have, I don't think we would have done this, but after a certain point of having to come up with something completely feeling like we have to come up with something completely original each time and trying to have this deep meaning, I mean, it's just, it wasn't there. Oh, fireworks are going off already. Guys, it's 930. 930. Ah, a bunch of goobers. Okay. Um, Seriously? Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's something where, again, if we were having to come up with, with all the stuff over and over, and we're looking at what movies were coming down the pipeline. And Chris hadn't watched a lot of the movies down the road. Um, he had watched Godzilla 2014, and that's it. But speaking from experience, you know, I do enjoy the movies from the 90s. I do enjoy the movies from the 2000s. But let's be honest, the, the depth and the substance on a lot of these movies, it's just not quite there. And that's okay. I think it's not fair to ask for more from these movies than they're willing to give. But I know what's coming down the road. And the, the, I'm not like, you know, and I've talked about this not being like a Showa only fan, but I mean, there is something, there's the heart and the substance in these older films. You just don't quite get as consistently with these newer films. So it was partially just being like, I, 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 I lost my interest in wanting to move forward. And, you know, obviously Chris hasn't watched these movies and he is excited to go through his own schedule and being able to do that. But it was just, it was a huge combination of things and just being like, let's end this on a good note. I mean, we had done a podcast before that let's be honest, no one really missed us when we stopped. And it wasn't bad. It's just we had no direction, no vision, no plan apart from just talking about Star Wars, right? Whereas with this, we actually had a, tra a trajectory in mind. But more importantly, we built a lot of amazing relationships along the way. Like, so we did announce today on Twitter that the show was ending. And just the outpouring of comments from not just, you know, it's not just you as listeners, but you as friends, you as confidants, right? Just having that outpouring was absolutely humbling, right? So, you know, Chris and I talked about it, like, this is just that confirmation that we're ending on a good note, because yes, it, it is like, there is that part of us that is sad to be leaving this behind, right? Because we have invested a lot of time but again, we've invested time in you all. We've invested time in these relationships. Like you all have, the way that you guys, you knew everyone rallied around us and prayed with us when Harlow was in the hospital during times of just financial stress. Like I, I, I can't say thank you enough for that. I never thought that starting a podcast would actually bring healing and just better my life. I've, I've never in my life thought that this would happen. So for that, I'm thankful. And I mean, this year has been tough on, you know, 
several different levels, like every year is. Um, this one probably a little bit more than usual. But the fact that I can count the show and the relationships we built as one of my highlights for the year, again, didn't expect that. And I'm very thankful. I'm very blown away and humbled by that. I know Chris feels the same. Um, that being said, uh, we do still have plans for the show. And we do have plans for after the show. Uh, so as of right now, we do have one movie left to discuss. And we haven't announced which one that is yet. Um, but when we do it, it'll make sense. And after that, we do have more of a... Mm, humorous episode potentially planned. Have a few things we need to get lined up, uh, but that one's definitely not guaranteed. Uh, so the last movie for sure that we're going to discuss, we're hoping to have released sometime in January. Uh, but more importantly, this is not the end of David and Chris. Uh, in doing this, we have actually pivoted our focus towards something else, not something necessarily better, but something that we both agree will lend to our, not just our interests and our personalities better, but I think our schedule as well. Um, so we're not necessarily going to reveal what the details are quite yet, but uh, I think y'all will have a ultra good time when this comes to fruition. So we've got a lot of stuff already planned out. Um, it's just a matter of getting a few things fine-tuned. Um, we've got a pretty interesting uh, vision for the show. Um, but ultimately, it's getting the blessing from my wife <laughs> to do this. Uh, because I, I put that ball in her court, right? To be like, hey, you know, whenever you're ready for me to do this, she's fully supportive of that. Uh, she loves what, the fact that I have this friendship with Chris and being able to bond over this nerdy crap because she's definitely... Uh, not <laughs> not as interested uh, as he is. But that being said, um, definitely excited to share more about that. We will uh, release some information as that comes to light. So you haven't gotten rid of us yet, but we also understand if this new direction, which will be a new podcast, uh, isn't necessarily what you're looking for. And that's fine. You know, we understand that the same way that this show wasn't for everybody. We understand our next show won't be as well. Um, but a few last things to comment on, though. Uh, so first of all, again, you know, we want to thank you for all the support and all that. I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things where it's nice that this wasn't a monetary thing for us. Like there's no pressure of uh, a Patreon, people putting money into it um, or feeling like our incomes are going to be compromised because we're not doing this. Um, but I wanted to kind of end here on a more reflective note. So like I said, it's uh, this year has been tough. There's, there's no way around that, right? But I think it's one of the things where I, I can only speak to my own experience, right? But I know I have the tendency, or at least before this year, I've had the tendency of looking at what bad has happened at the expense of what 
good has happened, right? And obviously, I haven't really lived through a pandemic of this sort. I have not uh, experienced such a unique election experience. Um, I have not uh, before this had a daughter who uh, was literally fighting for her life within the first, I don't know, 30 seconds of being born, right? Um, so there's there's been a lot this year, um, you know, getting laid off from work, and uh, this will definitely be the least amount of money we've made in an entire year since I before I was married, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, there's there's been a lot this year. But in the midst of this break, um, I have joined what would be considered the uh, the ACNA. Um, it is the Anglican Church of North in North America. And this is different than like the Church of England, to clarify, uh, for those who are familiar with the Anglican tradition. But um, in doing this, uh, been practicing the, I guess it would be the uh, celebration of Advent, right? Uh, which growing up Mormon and just growing up, well, after I left Mormonism being a typical evangelical non-denomination, you know, Advent was never really a thing. I heard about it, you know, I'd had churches that tried to utilize it, but it was never anything like really like everyone's on the same page, right? So this was the first year that I celebrated Advent. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Advent, it's the idea that, yes, you know, we are looking forward to the birth of Jesus. So Advent leads up to Christmas, and then you have the 12 days of Christmas going up to Epiphany. Um, but anyway, so more than just celebrating the birth of Jesus, it's the expectation of Jesus coming, right? So when you look at the history of Israel, they were, you know, under captivity, they're in exile, longing and waiting for a Messiah. And then the Messiah comes in the form of Jesus. And so for Christians with Advent, you're not only looking forward to Christmas in the sense of the birth of Jesus, but you're also longing and waiting and praying and living in accordance to the return of Jesus to make all things right. And so I bring that up because over the course of those few weeks, I spent a lot of time reevaluating how I'd been living my life and not just in an ethical or moral sense, but even just like a practical sense. So uh, I am no longer using a smartphone. Um, we are in the process of selling our TV. Um, you know, there's, there's several things we're doing to try to, um, simplify our life to help, uh, our kids live a life that encourages creativity rather than just consuming. Um, but more than that, looking at my own life and recognizing that I can choose to be thankful in the midst of trial and suffering. And it doesn't mean that that suffering and that pain doesn't exist, but I have the opportunity to trust in something that is so much bigger than myself, firmly believing that these moments do not define my life. These moments are a hurdle. Maybe it's a test, whatever it is, but ultimately there is something on the other end and I can put my hope in a God that is not changing and is ever present, or I can try to take things, moments and situations in my own control, right? I can choose to be thankful. I can sit here and 
and my expectation and my hope for a, a world that is free from death and sin and pain and suffering, I can take moments or I can choose to live in a way that would enact that now, right? I can choose to forgive. I can choose to not return anger with anger. I can choose to be wise with the, the, the assets and the, uh, be a good steward with what I have. I can choose to be more present in my children's life. I can choose to not assert and choose, like if I'm having a disagreement with my wife, I can choose to not assert my rightness, right? So again, I say all of this because we're going into a new year, right? We're looking at how, how can this year be any better than 2020? Like not like rhetorically, like we're trying to figure out, we want this year to be better than 2020. And I, I hope it is to a certain degree, but then I have to remind myself that there will always be hardships in life. There will always be suffering. There will always be something that wants us or encourages or nudges us to not choose thankfulness. There will always be things that inspire or influence and l- liturgize us to to take an approach that is devoid of grace and compassion. And I will confess right now that in the context of the the fandom, um, I, I screwed up there this year. I absolutely did. Um, without naming names, because that's not the point. We're not a drama podcast and we don't we're not here to, to slander or to ruin anyone's reputation. But I allowed myself to get embroiled in something that I just shouldn't have. And on the one hand, while I don't necessarily regret anything that I did, I absolutely didn't walk in wisdom. I didn't choose the, the path that would have brought healing or maybe could have diffused some of this anger. And in a way, I paid for it. I had the worst anxiety attack of my life this year because of that. And I mean, to be fair, that did help push me to be like, oh, yeah, I should probably get on meds. And, you know, praise God, it's been amazing since then. But this person has, you know, lived in my head for free, or, you know, like is living in my head rent free because I have not chosen to forgive. And that is totally on me. So I, I have committed this year to letting go of grudges, to not allow anger and bitterness to be a driving force in my life. And it sucks that it's so easy to want to take that route, right? We, we get wounded and we hurt and we want to sit in that. We, we don't want to let go because there's, there's a sense of control there, right? I mean, that's one of the few things that we feel like we can control in life is, well, I'm angry, I'm hurt, and I can hold on to this and I can choose what to do with this. Like we think we're in control there. Right. And that's just not how it works. 
because that angerness and that bitterness just it overwhelms us and it's so much more rewarding to just to let it go to forgive and to to move on and to honestly like i believe that everyone is made in the image of god and is worth, worthy of love and respect it doesn't mean that everyone's worthy of our time and attention right so that's something i'm committing to this year is when i'm personally wronged or when people do things that frustrate me to no end just choosing to not let that fester to 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 pray for them and just to move on and i can only speak for myself but in trying to do that towards the tail end of this year it's been great and i i do encourage that for for anyone who's trying to find some kind of healing in their life i i encourage you to look at the things that you're still holding on to right now and i encourage you to let go of that because it's not doing you any good right now if you're saying hey my anger towards this person is making me $20,000 a month, I'd kind of be like, okay, well, teach me your secrets, right? Because <laughs> I could use that right now. Jeez. Uh, but that's just not how it works. What it does is it makes us even more angry and bitter and we're a pain in the butt to be around. And it's just, it's just not worth it. Um, there have been other people this year that I uh, did not act towards with, towards with grace and compassion and um even if we did not see eye to eye on things and you know i can't go back and change those moments but i could have acted with more tact i could have refrained from letting my words be so careless and just flippant right we don't realize the power that the tongue has or i guess nowadays your you know your keyboard right your clack 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 but there is power in words and what we say and how we say them. And I think sometimes we can be in such a pursuit of purity and who we surround ourselves with and what we say and do that when it's devoid of grace and compassion, I mean, yeah, you're right. But like at what cost, you know, there's, there's a way to assert truth in life without being a douchebag without alienating and harming people in the process you're gonna chafe people you're gonna piss them off sure but like it's good to check your motives it's good to be like okay well is there any collateral damage in what i'm doing and that's that's a challenging thing right we think well i'm right they're wrong i don't care about their feelings but i don't know about you but i look back at my life and almost every moment that I can think of offhand where I was wrong, it was kindness and compassion that led me to grow. And granted, that kindness and compassion can hurt at the moment, right? But it wasn't out of a place of condemnation and just trying to guilt me and trying to make me feel shame and belittled it was a genuine care and concern for my well-being and wanting to see me flourish that drove me to want to be a better person so if you're listening to this and you're hurting 
and you're angry, just know you're not alone. But it's not something you have to hold on to. It's not something you have to take with you. It's really not. And I'm not here to try to say, give it up to Jesus. He'll take. But like, obviously, I believe that. Right. But it's not just that. It's finding people who will help bear those burdens with you. I am so thankful to be a part of a church community now where I can not just be with people safely, but I can confess to these people. I can like confession is such a beautiful thing to know that we can admit that we are wrong and be forgiven. But if we don't even confess, if we can't even admit we're wrong, then there's no healing. So if you're dealing with something, if you're just angry and bitter, find a way to let it go. It doesn't mean that you have to forget what happened because that's just, it's, it's hard to forget things like that, right? But find someone to help you let it go because this year has the potential to do some amazing things. I am excited about the thought of a new normal for our family. Everyone talks about, I want things to go back to normal. I don't. I'm excited for what a new normal looks for us, looks like for us. But for this year, we have the potential of being better people. We have the potential of choosing a different way to love and serve people. And I confess that through my actions, deeds, words, and thoughts, I have not done that. And I ask you, whether we know each other or not, to please forgive me. And I strive, whether it's my interactions online or the way I serve my family and my friends, that I will try to be that better person. And you might be thinking, why are you saying this? It's because it's such a freeing thing to admit one's faults, to ask for forgiveness, and to move on. So... Thank you for listening and hanging out and being our friend. Uh, unless you're hate listening, then obviously you're not. But I would hope by the 26-minute mark, uh, maybe, you, maybe you like us now. No, okay. But in all seriousness, thank you so much for joining us on this ride. I uh, look forward to being able to uh, share what's on the horizon. But for now, I am going to pour a glass of wine. I've got a nice book here called On the Road with St. Augustine by James K. Smith. And I'm going to draw up a bath because I am a grown-ass man who loves a good bath. Talk to you later.